Picture this, three blondes walk into a bar and find themselves immersed in a high-level stats hockey conversation this side of the rink. Welcome, Double Defense fans, to our all-female hockey podcast, bringing you fun chats about the team we know the best, the New York Rangers, the NHL, the PWHL, and so much more. Thank you for joining us today. Hi everyone. Hi Christine. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry all the holidays. Is it pre 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 Christmas? It's twas like the it's night. Twas the night. Twas the night before Christmas. I'm working on my um. I'm working on my on my my liquor uh, advent calendar still. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know if I can make it. I have to double up on a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, for those of us, uh, for those of you just joining us, oh, wow, this week has been, this week has been a month and this month has been a year. Um, we are double exactly. defense. It's over. It is. Um, <laughs> we are an all-female hockey podcast um, where we talk about our favorite team, the New York Rangers. Uh, we do touch on the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, and the NHL and hockey in general. Um, so it's great. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Liz. I'm here with my co-host, Christine. Um, usually we're joined by Sarah, but she couldn't make it today. Um, so she shares her holiday cheer and uh, maybe she'll pop in in a little bit. Um, but we are excited to uh, wish you all a very happy holiday season. We're excited to talk about what's been going on with the Rangers who have had, you know, they, they were struggling for a couple of games since our, since we last did this podcast. Then they seem to come back in a really big way, had a amazing victory last night against the Toronto Maple Leafs which uh, made for a very nice, uh, sweet revenge game. Um, and we have a lot to dive into uh, on this episode, including um, some superstitions as well uh, that Christine has uh, compiled yeah. from a poll that she's done, uh, just various hockey superstitions. So again, a lot to talk about. Um, I, I think maybe we just get started about how well the Rangers have played over the last few games. Um, they've had since... since yeah. I mean, since I'm still, I'm still looking at an overall level, you know, and we're, we're doing fantastic. So. Yep. Uh, still sitting, sitting nicely in first place. I think there were a couple of games that felt a little clunky. Um, there was a loss, a six, two loss to the senators at the beginning of the month, which felt a little sad. And then the capitals beat us four zero. That was, that was a tough one. Um, then we beat the so Kings. that's the game, yeah. That's the game I'm referring to where like there could have been some changes, and I was kind of curious as to why there, yeah. Weren't. Yeah, we're but, seeing we're definitely seeing Laviolette make some interesting choices. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know, especially with with goaltending, I think he tends to let Shesterkin when he's struggling stay, <laughs> stay struggling. Um, it seems to be an yeah. interesting choice. And I'm sure nothing is done without extreme purpose um, by Laviolette. I, I'm seeing that. And that's kind of what uh, I think we were just talking earlier. Um, two things with, with watching Shesterkin play and how, and how he's playing. I kind of thought like, actually that was the game you, you brought it up. Um, I, I'm wonder, I was kind of wondering why he wasn't getting pulled why he didn't, you know, it, you can pull him through it in the, within the period, but you can also not bring him back in the third, but, but he played, he played it out, you know, and you kind of wonder at that time, like what, what's going through Laviolette's mind? Is he just going to take the loss and kind of move on? Are you saving quick? Um, 
was that the game where we played the Kings the next day? Yes. I mean, we had back to whack. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, that made sense. And Quick was amazing against his former team. And yes, with was. that, with that win, I'm going to digress just a bit. Quick became, and I don't know, I think he might be the only one to have um, literally beaten every single NHL team as a goalie. So wow. a lot of, a lot of fun facts are flying by, you know, a lot of milestones are getting hit, you know, every game. It's really been fun to, um, to watch. So that kind of made sense. Um, but uh, a lot of talk, I think quick on not the negative side, but the, you know, the wanting improvement side has been kind of a focus. And, um, and I keep reminding people this, this time last year, we were in the same position in a way, uh, complaining about quick, everyone was comparing, comparing, comparing. And, you know, at the end of the season, he had one of his best seasons ever. So, um, Take away the perfection because everyone opening their traps are far from perfect, but they can do it because they have time. Yeah, I think, I mean, Rangers fans are on edge. I mean, we're all New Yorkers, so I think we, we <laughs> there's that line in Rent, in the musical Rent, where someone goes, they go like, why are you afraid? And the guy goes, I'm a New Yorker, fear's my life. So I think like we we operate on a baseline level of fear. So watching Shasurkin yeah. struggle, because he, he has had a couple of clunky games, um, but you're totally right. This exact same thing happened last year where he was struggling, everybody lost their minds um, and he was able to come back. I think Shasurkin... I, one of my favorite things is speculating about what's going on in these guys' minds. I know. <laughs> I think just certain, he no, seems was, like a very um, emotional person who is able to channel those emotions very positively in his own way. And I think in, in my mind, the scenario is that Laviolette wanted him to sit in the loss and remind him what that feels like so he could come back and not want to do that again. And you know what? I think it totally worked because he started playing so well over the last couple of games that he's been in net for. Yeah. There's also talk about even just the players, not, not defending him as much as they were quick. So we're getting this reverse conversation. We had the same conversation last year, but it was more for Halak. So it's the same stuff. We're just, throwing it around in different ways. So it's fun to listen to people, you know, do that. But yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of agree. Cause when you're, when you're thinking this should happen and it's not, then you know that there, there's a plan and Hey, uh, it, it's working. Uh, we're at the top. And the thing I like, and people are not really seeing, or, or maybe they're forgetting, maybe they know they're just not saying it. We're at the top. We're technically third in third place, but we've, we've got three games, you know, on, on the top two teams. So the other thing is where we had that week off where we were sitting around going, what the heck is this all about? I'm kind of thinking that was good strategy because now we're chasing and to know, to have that strategy of knowing what you're chasing and knowing what you got to do is not a bad thing. So I don't necessarily know how much uh, control we had over the scheduling, but I'm kind of liking the fact that and people are forgetting that, you know, we're, we're three games behind and, and it's because we yeah. had a week off. So, yeah, I think um, I think you're totally right. And with the Rangers, one of the other really good signs this we're not going to win every game. That's just, you know, Woo! I think Rangers fans want us to win. Like they want a perfect season, but it's not going to happen. Um, but the longest losing streak they've now had has been um, two games. It's the longest losing streak right. this season. 
And they have been able consistently, every time there's a loss, to come back stronger than before, which is such a testament to, you know, again, to this team and, and Laviolette's um, coaching. They're also they're also making game comebacks. So they were talking about it the last game uh, online with, uh, and I don't know the numbers offhand, but how um, we there's a certain percentage where we've come back in the third. We've been down and we've come back to win in the third. So so we've got that. But you know what? The, you know, there's another team doing that too. And and we're kind of one point ahead of them, the Bruins too, because I'm like, I like to kind of turn the channel and try to watch the Bruins lose. And all of a sudden I'm like, they tie up the shit. And I'm like, what the heck? Stop it. And then they win in overtime. I get so pissed. So, well, um, that, that game against the Bruins, which you really didn't have a chance to really dive into, was just amazing. Uh, Oh, and I had to, I listened to it by the way. So, so you had the perspective of watching it, especially in the third when all the crap went down. And I was listening to it on the radio because I was driving into LA at the time. So, um, a whole different perspective. We were kind of talking about it earlier. Uh, is we'll, as you kind of go in, um, we were saying that the, the guys, you know, when, when I'm listening to Dave Maloney on the radio, they there there is more emotion that you're not hearing um, when you're watching it broadcast you know, on TV. So uh, it was actually interesting to listen to with all that went down because, you know, Bruins are dirty. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And Trocek had a, had a killer game. Um, the, yeah, yeah. the Bruins were sneaky. Um, did you see, I, I think this is true. This is like one of those things I saw posted. Um, but I think it was either the NHL stars of the game or the ESPN stars of the game for the Bruins Rangers a game which the Rangers won. The oh, no. stars of the game were two Bruins. It was Swayman and somebody else. And the second star was Igor. But like the Rangers won that game. That's how much people. But it was on their eyes. So, Does it have to do with their eyes? I don't think so. Not when it's like, but this was like an ESPN or like NHL like star this had nothing to do with like a specific jealous i know they're jealous i know it was just so That's funny fine. <laughs> it was um, so you like you think do you think trocheck has a has a has a thing you know how he's you know how he sits and waits patiently he's 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 mr mr third man on the bromance side so he's, 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 he's earning his way he's earning his way into the totally. middle of the two he's gonna be a little sandwich so uh they're gonna be a meatball sub there's something working for him i know he's like i wonder if that's a superstition for you i love to ask him these questions well you i mean okay i do want to get into the superstition conversation in a second because you can see when the rangers get off the ice there's now like a new there's like a new order so after oh yeah it traditionally always yeah. was Kreider would be at the door greeting everybody, like giving high fives to the guys as they come in and Mika would be last. Now yep. Trocheck definitely hangs out. It, what annoys me is when I watch it, when I watch the games on ESPN, they always cut away like right before yeah. the Kreider Mika hug and they, they go to commercial like, Oh, just give me like that money shot. That's all I'm here for. Cause they're like, jealous. Come on, guys. <laughs> Just but, so, yeah. yeah, but Trocheck has good. been, yeah, he's, he's definitely around. He's been um, on fire. So yes. he should be getting that Montefiore player of the, you know, of the week. So. And Vesey's been playing well. Um, I, I, everyone's really come together um, and has started playing just really good hockey. Wheeler had a really uh, good game, even though he hasn't been producing too much. Like he had a really good game the other night. So 
everybody's sort of coming coming back to life a little bit. Uh, one of the things I was curious to get your opinion on, Christine, is the news that Miller just basically took some time off to get his head space right. It was super mysterious. Miller announced that he just wasn't it's like so feeling good. right. It was very vague. And he took some time off and then yeah. came back and said he was, um, I guess he was back so, and ready to, to turn over pucks again. <laughs> so it's interesting, you know, I, I know everybody always wants to know what's going on, but I have a feeling sometimes too, it's for their own safety. You know, even, even when they have injuries, you know, we're not going to hear specifics because there's still dirty ass players out there that'll take you down for stuff. So they just, they do get vague, but, um, but let's, but let's speculate. <laughs> so, okay. When I, when I first heard about it, cause you said you. it was, I said it was personal reasons. So my immediate thought was, yeah. was it like a family emergency? Then I was like, did he like break up with someone? And then, <laughs> then I started getting annoyed because, and you and I have talked about this as a professional athlete, you get paid Boku cash to have to deal with all of these things in life, but also go out and do your job and win for the team. Um, you know, in our jobs, we have to deal with the stuff in life and yeah, also we, show up. We work take free. personal days and we fart around when we don't want to work. They don't have they, that option. They play 82 games out of the year. <laughs> so they have personal time. And they're also <laughs> making Boku cash. They're making, I, I will happily play for the Rangers and take all the time personally if I can get that salary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you think they have a team like a, a team uh psychiatrist or therapist that travels 100 percent. and and one of the things that's interesting sure that they um, don't cry during interviews <laughs> the only <Sorry>. time the <laughs> only time the crying is allowed in nhl interviews is when it is mika gushing about Kreider. that is the only time he is allowed hey, to tear up over the emotions hey. of how much he cares so so we have seen emotions come out in 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 players, uh, namely, uh, I made it made me cry was when they traded, um, uh, when when they broke up the whole you know thing with Henrik, you know, and so and then when Henrik was was talking about it, he was interviewed um, with Zuccarello because they were buds that. I mean, if you watch it, it'll make you cry because he was very, he was getting, he was getting upset. And so, um, Hey, you never want to take away from the fact that men can have emotions and feel sensitive, you know, for everything. Yeah. I don't know what happened with Miller. I want to say it's because of you, because, you know, you were always yelling at him, you know, that he makes the mistake. I'm defending him all the time saying, look what happens when he does though. He makes a comeback and he's amazing. I will say like, Look, he's been getting lots of props since he did take that time off. The other thing is, you know, um, whatever whatever's in their head, maybe they just get in their own head sometimes and it affects their performance. So um, so what if he got a timeout from the coach? You know, go just go take take two days, figure figure your own self out and come back. And because since he's been back, he's he's a kind of a new person too. So if it was more of a self um you know, something internal, then, then it, it did it work. It was, it, was it worth it? You know, kind of like, just I, aside I, th from I think time will I tell. Know. And maybe, maybe part of it, um, you know, when he took off part of Goodrow's face um, accidentally, <laughs> maybe that, uh, maybe that had something to do with it. Um, 
but uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting. I think time, I think time will tell. I didn't, I was, I was trying to specifically watch him in the last couple of games. I didn't see like a tremendous difference in how he was playing or skating. I felt like he was still turning over the puck. Sorry, Miller, if you are listening to this, um, we, we do really care. Your, your slap shot's been amazing. Slap shot's been amazing. Um, but, and if it was a breakup, um, Christine's available, so give her a call. Um, <laughs> sure, he's sitting here. He's on the plane, like he's on the plane flying with the team or something, or like they're on the bus going somewhere. And he's like, oh man, double defense is talking about me again. Exactly. <laughs> it affects them. I know it. I know yeah. it does. So why do you think we're doing so well? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it is, it is interesting. I think there's, there, uh, yes, I think mental health is a huge part of what these guys have to deal with. I, I'm guessing there are, de- there are probably multiple team psychologists that work with these guys um, on, on a number of things because uh, sports psychology is, it's a really interesting field because um, so much of it isn't physical. So much of this game is, is very mental. So if these guys yeah. are in their head, this can affect them. So I'm sure there are sports psychologists that work with the team. I'd be very curious to, to learn more about that. Yeah. You know, look, we look at, look at the, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I've always said that the East coast teams play more skill. West coast kind of plays more physical. That is not the case this year. I think we're playing extremely physical. I think all these teams are. We come out of, you know, out of the gate, running at this high level, especially the Bruins. And you are seeing, like, watch a Bruins game. You know, it's like when when they're when they're good, they're really good. When they're when they're when they lose, they are dirty, dirty, dirty. And Pasternak, who I used to just enjoy watching is like worse than Marchand. I'm like, what the hell happened to you? Um, and so, you know, the night before the game before he, he ended the game in the penalty box and then he, you know, takes out our guy and ends up getting, you know, luckily got, you know, got kicked out. And, and I was driving the car. Like I probably look crazy when I'm driving listening to these games. Cause I'm like, you're out of here. Get out. I'm screaming. <laughs> My arms are flowing and I'm just like, and, uh, and I have it all the way turned out. So it's, it's pretty good, and um, uh, and and, the, and to see the outcome of, of that, uh, you know, like as a, on the win side is is pretty good. So, uh, just as exciting as watching how we're doing, some of these other teams have been good. And and I'll tell you, like even the losses that we've had have come from teams that have had kind of some losing streaks. So I can't say that we played so poorly as opposed to the, and the other team. You know, now we're we're marked. People, you know, like the teams need to kind of and the only way they're going to advance is starting to beat these upper teams and they come out with a vengeance and and these other teams have been doing well you know and and you know like you said before like the rangers are are a team that can come from behind too so even if the other team scores first which is happening in a lot of these games you cannot count the rangers out it appear it, it it appears as though we kind of come off in with a slow start at times i i don't really see that i i kind of we were talking about this early in the season where they've got more control thing. Now they kind of do fall back on, on bad habits. I, you know, I want to say like we're seeing little fancy passes when they should just be shooting um, quick. I, I I'm enjoying quick, but if you like, I don't know if, if you're seeing that and watching any of these games when he's playing, but watching quick for years and years and years with the Kings, uh, <laughs> he gives me a heart attack yeah, all the time. Get back. Do you see the play? Do you see the play? Went to the blue line. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, what are you shit. doing? 
get that out of there. I used to drive me crazy. I mean, fun and exciting, but oh my God. So, one of the uh, one of the noticeable habits that I've seen is their tendency, you know, right after they score, it seems like they get scored back on within like a yeah. minute. And it happens all the time with this team. So it's almost like they're so excited. They're like little puppies. They're so excited that they scored yeah. that they forget there's like another rest of the game that they still have to play. Um, I know, I know. And, and you know, with the slow too. start, um, you know, sometimes I joke around with with a couple of people um, that the bus might be stuck in traffic, like the Rangers haven't actually showed up yet, the bus might be running a little bit late, you can tell when it shows up, it might be, you know, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, um, but it can so, be slow. Yeah, and I'm thinking too, um, in watching, you know, all the lines are playing pretty well. Um, I do feel that we sometimes get stuck in uh in the little you know and trying to kind of match up the levels to uh and and trying to time that up is is costing us effort and uh and opportunities too and uh and they're kind of trying to draw and i and i also see kind of trying to draw the penalties i know we're getting some unnecessary ones again because i think we're not focusing on you know on certain things and it's costing us you know we're, we've, this season i think we've gotten way too many too many men on the ice penalties so many um and and so, and and that's and and that's like a reflection of just not paying attention, you know, as much as they should. Uh, we are, you know, we're we're leading on a lot of things, you know, in most games. We're, you know, we're really good on faceoffs now. Trocheck has been amazing. Trocheck's been amazing. Are, you know, Kreider, Kreider's, you know, he's hit he's hit a record, you know, with uh, with his goals and with um, you know power play goals. So they're all trying again. They're we're seeing it, and I'm listening and, to the announcers like. They're trying to time it where they're on the ice and they're in, but we all try to even it out too. the ice time. Um, you know, me with my comments on, you know, leading scorers with, you know, with other teams. And I kind of look and see how much ice time that they have, you know, for some McDavid just is one of the leading. He's the first to hit 25 goals a season and he didn't win, you know, that's fine. So, uh, and, and why is that, you know, and why, and I'm always like, why are we not marking these guys up? You know, we, they should be someone on them at all times. And they, how do they even get shots off? I, you know, that's the goalie mom or not the goalie, but the hockey mom in me. So, um, so it'll be interesting uh, to kind of see, and we haven't, I'm really, I'm kind of getting excited. I know in the next couple weeks, we're going to really be talking about it more with Vegas, uh, but we haven't played them yet. So. Yeah. Know, that that West coast road trip will be interesting because you know, the Rangers have done like these little mini road trips, but not as big one since the very beginning of the season. And yeah, they did, they played so and they well. they went right to the week off after that, you know. So yeah. they, they did that, they did that Canadian run and then they went and had that week off, which now is letting us observe where we should be. And I think we're in a good position with that, but they're going to come out here and we're going to play the Kings again. The Kings are doing well. They're right on our tail. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is still at the top and doing, and doing well, but they've got a couple of games in hand. So, uh, and that's only a few weeks away. So where we, you know, I'm, it's going to be really curious to see where we're going to be when, when they come out and how we're going to handle it, how, how the game's going to go. And, and are, and are we, and the big question will be, are we going to get shamed and, and how many times? <laughs> I, as long as there's, there's a drinking game that yeah. night, I have air tags, so we're good for me. <laughs> we're not going to lose you this time. <laughs> well, okay. So speaking, speaking of which going into, you know, Vegas and, and, you know, all these games that we might actually have the opportunity to go see uh, because they're coming West. That's very exciting. Um, we, I know that you've been interested in people's 
uh, pregame superstitions. What are the things yeah. that they do, the rituals that you do before a game that you think might help influence the outcome to be positive? Yeah, we were touching on this last time. I don't really have I don't really have any 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 superstitions or or things that I do. I will say um, to my right at the end of uh, the room, my jersey is sitting on the chair. It has not moved, and it and we're doing well, so it's going to be staying there. I don't know what I'm going to do when it comes time to wear it, but but right now that's good. Um, I if anything, I if I'm wearing a shirt. I don't tend to wash my shirts and I don't have just one. I have a lot until, you know, until there's a loss. Uh, but if they're winning, then the shirts are, they're lying around. I'm a typical girl. Like this clothes will be everywhere until, uh, until there's a loss. So it makes it hard this season when we haven't had. Very many, so. <laughs> yeah. Your shirts are never getting washed. <laughs> there they do. I'll buy more. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> what about, what about you? Like do, what, um, so, yeah, the only thing that I can really think of that I do like personally is a couple of years ago when we had all those people over for one of the games, I put a sticker, I think of Lundquist on a bottle of soap in my bathroom. And now I'm afraid to throw it's like it was like a disposable bottle, like one of those like disposable bottles of soap. But now I don't yeah. want to throw it out. So I just keep refilling the disposable bottle of soap. Because I'm I, I'm so nervous about ever losing that one sticker. <laughs> I will say that um, when we are over there watching the game together, every time you go in to refill a drink, we score. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. So, so <laughs> we need to we need to work on that. We just we need to be in the kitchen more, then. More drinks. <laughs> what do we need to do with that? <laughs> yeah, I do recall that happening actually. <laughs> Um, so, so I put it out on social media. Um, oh boy! It was, it, it was, it was interesting. I, I, I'm learning. I need to be a little bit more specific in things, but it was fine because on one page. So, <laughs> for anybody who knows, and you're on Facebook, there's NHL uncensored. That is a scary place to go because you post something, they will eat you alive, um, which is fine. But actually, everyone's been really great in kind of responding and giving me things. Um, I just put a just a general kind of question out there. It's like, do you have any traditions or, um, you know, or, or superstitions? And aside from the one guy who was like, eh, that they're not real. Um, superstitions because, aren't real. Because they're not, you know, kind of thing. Um, everybody else kind of um, and, and it was cute. Actually, there was it was cute where there was a whole there's a whole conversation that was going on between these two gentlemen. Um, I guess the one guy's a Boston fan, and he still, even as a fan, doesn't touch the cup. But they couldn't they they couldn't decide is it the president's trophy or is it the Stanley Cup? And they kind of <laughs> kept going back and forth, which was really cute. And I, and actually, I was looking at that too, where um, it it looks as though that um, whoever wins the president's cup only go like only like 38% of those teams go on to win the Stanley cup. So it's a very low percentage. So no one really wants to get that trophy. Um, and aside yeah, what from happened the, to Boston, um, uh, last I year, know, they're out like they were out the first round. And yeah. Then so, uh, and also last year too, we saw Florida touched, you know, their conference trophy and Vegas did not. And Vegas went on to win. Although statistics for that tend to be more 50, 50. So, um, and there was kind of a, an angle in that with um, 
Crosby actually not touching uh, the cup, you know, the, the conference trophy, and then they lost. And then when he did, they won. So, um, so that goes back and forth, but you still see players doing that. So on to fans, um, which, which was interesting. A lot of them will only like kind of similar things. They'll, they'll wear the same, the same shirt throughout the season. They won't wash things until, uh, or they'll wear the same shirt until there's a loss. Um, they'll do the same, um, you know, seats or the same drink, you know, which is really kind of cute. Now, players, people who've played, I thought was interesting where a lot of them will, um, uh, like one guy didn't wash his socks for the season, you know, um, and a lot of these people who play goalie, especially they would, they literally will dress like one side, right, you know, right side first, right side equipment first and left side. It was mostly right, but there was some left in theirs too, which was, which was cute to see. So um, even just the order of, um, of the way that they, they dress was, was kind of fun. Um, and then some people have tokens, you know, that they'll, they'll put up and, and display uh, for things. I did ask also, kind of, you know, who washes their Jersey or hasn't washed their, their Jersey. Cause it kind of came up in conversation where people have signed jerseys and they're not washing them. So we will do a future PSA on how to safely wash your jerseys <laughs> because you should. Um, because one of the players or one of the one of the comments I, that I got back was that someone had to actually, you know, move their season tickets because their neighbors <laughs> also had season tickets and did not wash their jersey. But I wouldn't wash an autographed jersey either, but I also wouldn't wear it. I, I think it would make yeah. me too nervous to wear it because the one the one that I do have is white. And I'm yeah. a total mess. So but we there's see no that. way to wear that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's a funny thing too. And so we'll do, we'll definitely do a, um, a, a double defense on the street with that. When we venture out with uh, the Rangers and, and Vegas, Vegas will be perfect, you know, with our mini microphones and some stickers, you know, we can, we can do. And cause you, you see people sign jerseys all over the place. And it was one of our uh, Instagram followers who kind of said that, you know, they, he doesn't wash his Jersey. So um, it, it kind of was an interesting thing. I don't have my jersey signed, so I, I do. I, I don't wash it during the season because I'm not wearing it all that much right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Place for the wedding. Exactly. But um, you're not like going out uh, like running. But I definitely it. dry clean it at the end of the season. It yeah, gets you're not put away. You're not, ta- you're not taking it to the gym every day, so I don't think it needs like regular Ooh. washing. I, I will stay. I will. I will agree with that. <laughs> so. So that was kind of fun, but I'll tell you something. It made me kind of look up um, other superstitions, and I found an article that was, you know, originally written, you know, a few years ago, but it kind of re um, reposted recently about some strange um, superstitions from players of the past, and um, they were kind of cute. Some of them were kind of cute. So one of them was. Um, Interestingly enough, and I can go into detail in a second, that Wayne Gretzky had not just one, but a lot, you know, so he seems to be the most superstitious guy in, in hockey. Uh, again, all these things are things we do, um, you know, to make us feel like we're playing better, you know, or being better fans or better players. You see this a lot in baseball. My kids grew up playing baseball and kids that tap their bat, you know, on certain orders uh, for things, you know, that's um, uh, a big thing too. Uh, but yeah, so Gretzky had a, had a lot, um, like one of them was like, he doesn't get his hair cut on the road type of thing. And I'll go into more of those in a second. Cause I want to go through, these are cute. So one of them was, um, Patrick Watt used to talk to his, his goal. So, um, so Aww. he would, uh, he's like the goalposts always helped me and I played a good game 
and um, uh, and so he it said it began during the '86 Stanley Cup playoffs, um, and Ross said it started with a you know by accident during the national anthems, and uh, he said um, he said what what exactly would he say? He's like, come on, guys, help me out. Before the game, I give them direction. <laughs> the goalposts are always with me. Um, they talk back to me. And some nights they say bing. <laughs> some <laughs> nights they have a bad night, too. <laughs> so that was kind of cute. <laughs> so um, and so and he went on to have, you know, a fantastic uh, career. Um, also, uh, so there there's also one where it was kind of um, gross um, how old, how long ago this guy, this guy's name is, um, another goalie named Glenn Hall, uh, Hall of Famer goalie, but he used to vomit before every game. Uh, like he's like, I got the feeling I wasn't, yeah, on purpose. He'd make himself throw up before yeah. every game. And he said, I got the feeling I wasn't giving everything I had, uh, if I didn't go through this, this ritual that I did. And I also felt that I played better when I did it. Um, I felt it wasn't, um, uh, if I wasn't uh, wired, I wasn't playing well. So um, I'd get up in the morning and I couldn't wait for the game time. So that's uh, what he did. That that couldn't have been. Um, Meanwhile, the young kids are like, you see the young kids now eating their like Snickers bars and shoving food in their Like when they're on the bench, you see that now too, because they're all 18 and they're always hungry. Um, so um was another one and eddie belfour had one where um it's like no one was allowed to touch his stuff it's like if you touch my stuff i'll kill you so, <laughs> so no one was allowed to no one was allowed to touch his thing um even uh uh sydney crosby you know like he was you know i guess he had to tape his own sticks if someone else touched it he has to retape it so he has his own thing and with wayne gretzky um you know uh he would uh, apply baby powder to a stick before games. Uh, other other rituals he would have would be um, uh, he refused to ever have his hair, you know, uh, cut while on the road. Uh, he said that the one time he got his hair cut, they lost terribly. Uh, he always he always um, puts his equipment in a in a specific order on and you know bought and that, this is the left to right thing that other people were talking about that they do, and I'm sure they kind of follow in his footsteps because I'm sure it's well known and. In warm-ups, he would always take a shot that would purposely miss to, you know, wide right, which is kind of interesting. So always that first shot was really bad. And um, and this was weird. Um, in After warm-ups, he would always drink his beverages in a particular order. Diet Coke, water, Gatorade, and then another Diet Coke. So, <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so yeah. A couple between periods. Like, I feel like Gretzky had, like, just the worst... I think it's just like the worst food health superstitions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think I, I think he's been talking about it recently because he's got his podcast. And there was another goalie. Was it a goalie? Yeah. Um, I don't know who this guy is. Carl Alsner taps the stick 88 times, traces maple leaf outline before the national anthems yeah. conclude. So um, Brandon Shanahan wore his junior hockey shoulder pads, you know, to – to a game and then always listen to Madonna, you know. So um, uh, Chris Chelios was always the last person to put his jersey on. So who do you th who do you think's the last person dressed in the Ranger locker room? Ooh, last person dressed in the Ranger locker room. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what happens in that locker room if there's any like locker room superstitions with that. We know who's I, last off the 
Christ, do you think it's the same order in the locker room? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, Shesterkin clearly has his little, like, I don't, I don't know if I'd call him superstitions, but he has his little rituals. Like, he does that turtle, turtle thing. He becomes a turtle, <laughs> yeah, during, a turtle. The, during the I think anthem. that's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> they feature him. There's an ad that, like, constantly runs on ESPN for the NHL where they're talking about, like hockey players being different these days. And it always cuts to a picture of Shesterkin with his head like underneath. <laughs> it's funny headband. too, you know, when you see him, he's got the headband, he's got this ritual. And also we've talked about this too. It looks, it appears as though he's got like a tick. Cause every time they kind of focus on him in goal, he's blinking. Yeah. And, he, do, he but, does do that a lot. But outside of that, he's not like that at all. You know, you don't see him doing that. It's so, almost like he's clearing uh, his eyes or something. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be that. Uh, so, so it's super, um, super fun. A lot of great responses. I, I appreciate everybody jumping in and, and doing that. And there's more, we can continue to talk about you know some of these things as we get in because you know there's another thing is i wonder if they change and i kind of want to delve more into that to see if people's superstitions change with their team uh you know depending on where they are or when we hit playoffs and stuff you know or or have we developed more things uh as as we get older for stuff so yeah, we'll um, uh we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that and, uh, and what are we going to do i don't know you know <laughs> we'll have to come so. up with a few yeah. So again, like, you know, at least I know when we were, when we were all together, every time you go get a drink, they win. So, so we, like, I, I think, I think you and I actually from, I, I think we have a perfect record of going to games together and seeing Rangers wins. I don't think we've been to a game that they've lost. I don't think so. So let's, and, we'll keep it. We'll keep something. This. Yeah. Oh yeah. There. That's another thing too. One of the other things I heard a lot was, and we, we hear this more so kind of tapping onto this is it's just the words and records. So it's frustrating when you're watching a game and they're like, well, the Rangers haven't lost in four games. And you're like, shut up. And then they lose. Or the Rangers haven't lost two in a row. Shut up. And then they lose two in a row. Um, and, and so one of the things was like, you never say the word shut out, you know, during the game. <laughs> like you hear that. And then that always happens. So, so that's funny too. That came up a lot too. Uh, I have to say like over all the years I've been going to the games when they're out here, since they're only out here once now, uh, we tend to do generally well, the Rangers over time. So um, uh, actually they, oh yeah, yeah. You weren't there. Dang it. Cause we lost it with the ducks. They last year, they won against the Kings came back and won. And then we lost to the last place, Ducks, so, with a locking goal. And I was That's right. right. I remember you, watched, you were telling, yeah, you said you watched the puck just like. I know, I did. I watched him literally watch the puck roll by him. I could have thrown something and it would have stopped the puck. So, I um, Well, well, uh. Well, on that note, as um, as this year of double defense comes as to a close, our, and, our new tradition, our superstition, yes. which I think what you do brings us into the new year, and and makes us do better too. I, I certainly so, hope so. So on that note, um, I have an updated version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, this was actually, I will say, it's a lot harder to write yay. when the team is doing well. 
last year at this time, if you recall, we were having a dumpster fire of a season that managed to get turned around a little bit later on. Um, but there was a lot to talk yeah. about. Um, so please enjoy uh, this year's updated Ooh. version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Hold on, I have to get my little Christmas bells Yay. going. <laughs> Twas the week before Christmas and at MSG, Chris Kreider was sitting under the tree. Mika was hanging the stockings with care. Stringing the lights was Lafreniere. Andre was dressed up in all green and red. Panarin was handling baking the bread. Igor was blocking the kids from the sight of Truba dressed up as Rudolph that night. Trocek was cooking a spicy meatball while Hito, Kako, and Fox were just watching it all. When out in the street, there arose such a sound that Cooley dropped his stick to the ground. Quick, come here, he shouted aloud. But the whole team came running to see what he'd found. It's Santa, said Wheeler. He's finally here. And with him is all of his little reindeer. That looks like Coach Pete, says, said Brzezinski. It must be a mistake. But Johnny, said Vesey, I thought Santa was fake. But Picklick leaned closer and said, just look up. Because tucked in the sleigh was Lord Stanley's cup. He's real, exclaimed Jonesy. He's brought us what he want. Added Lindgren, he's also saved us from Gallant. On Eric, <laughs> on Braden, on Barkley, said Pete. You've all come too far to fall in defeat. May your wishes be granted. May this be the year. We finally have all our asses in gear. To the fans, to the players, we will do the work. Best wishes to all and no quit in New York. In New York. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yay, bravo. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry um, Christmas. Happy everything. Happy everything. And Cheers to just as this is a great start, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's our second season doing this. It's been fun. You know, everybody's progressing and watching these team learn. And, and just since we started the podcast, paying attention more to these games has been such a wonderful insight. It, it's frustrating too, at times since we are paying more attention to things, <laughs> but overall um, it's good. Especially now I compare, you know, listening to the, the other, uh, you know, podcasts that we follow and listening to them and how again perspective is just a, a wonderful thing to kind of listen to them get their perspective and then watch the game trying to see through like their eyes and understand things and follow it more so uh so it's been um uh it's been a wonderful year it's a great end to this year a great start we want it to continue on so that's a perfect feels perfect you do so well what a thank you thank you if anybody now needs we're a new christmas now you know where to come. Now it's going to have to be done every every time. Oh, it will. So we'll uh, we'll get this posted up on Instagram too. Um, happy yes. holidays, everyone! Thank happy you holidays. for joining us. The Double Defense Podcast is produced by Liz Levinson, Christine Larson, and Sarah Ashley Hewitson in association with Underdog Podcast. 